One of my favorite churches in the United States is the Cathedral Basilica of St. Louis in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. And if you ever find yourself in St. Louis, Missouri, I highly recommend going to visit it. It's one of the awesome things about it is it has the most mosaics of any church in the entire world. And there's so much glory and beauty in the place. But there's one thing about it that I don't know if this is the right phrasing for it, it's what I've dubbed it, kind of has a bit of an artistic glitch. So it has several little side chapels, just like here we have our side chapel of Mary and of Joseph, and they have one very much dedicated to the resurrection. And it's beautiful, and you know, in this mosaic artwork is our Lord risen from the dead. It's a great place to go and meditate and see, but here's the glitch. There's a quote that actually comes from our second reading today. And it's this beautiful line, If Christ has not been raised, your faith is vain. The glitch is this. It goes around, you know, kind of in an arc, around in the side chapel. And it's really hard, unless you're right on top of it, to see the word, if. So it almost looks like, in this chapel, it's, you know, proclaiming loudly, Christ has not been raised, your faith is vain. Now, that's not what we want to proclaim in a Catholic church, is it? That word if is rather important, and it's one of those things where you have to be really close to see it, so like I said, I just kind of call it an artistic glitch. But in reflecting on the readings for this Sunday, you know, that line in particular is so powerful. That's why we chose to put it down on the sign as you were driving in. But it got me to thinking, in our own lives, can people see the if so to speak. Can they see, by the way that each of us lives our individual lives, that we know in the very depths of our being that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead? Do they know that in the way that we live our daily, practical, you know, in and out routine lives? Or is it really hard to see? Do you have to be right on top of what's going on to know that we are Christians, followers of Jesus Christ who is risen from the dead. Now don't get me wrong, I know it's not easy to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. I mean, look at, they call it the Sermon on the Plain from Luke. We're used to the Beatitudes typically from the Gospel of Matthew, where you have a few more and you don't have the woes, right? But in Luke, we get this interesting pairing of the blessings and the woes. You know, blessed are you who are poor. Blessed are you who are hungry. Blessed are you who are weak. Blessed are you who are mistreated for the faith. But at the same time, you know, in very much mirroring those, we have woes when we're in a place where we're already receiving our consolation. When it seems as though everything is about this particular life. So when we are rich and everything is already taken care of, when we're not hungry, when we're just, you know, our bellies are full, when we're always just sort of entertained and laughing all the time, or when everyone speaks well of us, when we're popular, there's danger in that. Because in fo being followers of Christ, we know that everything doesn't rise and fall on this particular life. We know that Jesus is risen from the dead, and therefore, we look forward to our salvation. Is that easy? No. I mean, we're sort of trained to like want instant gratification all the time, right? You think about the whole advertising agency. One of the best ways I've heard it put recently is, I mean, that the success of advertising is to rob our peace from us, 
tell us we're not happy because you don't have this particular pair of slippers, right? And then they sell it back to us. And then you get the slippers, and it's great for like a day. And then you have something else that you don't have. We go through this process so often, but our Lord wants so much more for us. He wants that ultimate salvation. He wants us, as we hear from the prophet Jeremiah, to dig in deep, to have access to the stream that's always flowing, mainly the Gospel. The fact of the matter is, Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. And do we live our lives showing that that is at the heart of everything that we do? I spent a lot of time recently thinking kind of deeply about a couple things. I do that sometimes. And, you know, looking at the news and everything, we'll just use New York as an example, right? We know that there's been some just atrocious legislation with taking away all sorts of regulations on abortion. I mean, just ridiculous stuff. And then not just the legislation itself, but then celebrating it and lighting up buildings pink and all that kind of stuff. It's insanity. It's crazy. And there's been so much commentary on the bishops need to do this, they need to come out and declare this, they need to do this in this way. Okay, I have my own opinions on it. I'm sure you do too. But the thing that it's kind of caused me to do, and as I said, kind of think deeply about, is, okay, I am not the Archbishop of New York. Thank God. I'm really happy about that. I am, though, the pastor of Sacred Heart in Salisbury. And so I have to ask myself the question, what am I doing here to make sure that I'm proclaiming the fact that Christ has risen from the dead? What am I doing for my parishioners, for the people entrusted to my care, the folks in the boundaries of Sacred Heart, to make sure that we all know that this is the case, that Jesus is risen from the dead. Thank God we don't have any you know, huge politicians here. Thank you for that. And you've made my life so much easier. But the question is, do we all live our lives in such a way that people can see the if, right? That they know that all of us are disciples of Christ. That we know in the very depths of our being that this is real. That Jesus Christ is in our midst. That everything is different. I know things are crazy. I just referenced the news, right? It just keeps getting weirder. And yet... We know that God chose to enter into all of this with us. We know that He suffered for us, died for us, and that He is really and truly risen from the grave. And so the question comes, how do we live our lives in such a way to show that each and every day? How do we tap into the flowing waters of the hope, of the joy of knowing that God is risen from the dead? That sin and death are ultimately defeated? That we know how this story ends even if the battles continue to rage? And I would say the thing is, we've got to make sure that each and every day of our lives, we plug into that. And to do it fearlessly. To set time aside every day. To be reminded of that ultimate reality, that we do have hope, and that that hope should influence everything that we do. I wish as your pastor I could tell you I'm so good at that, but I am not. You may remember uh, a couple months ago, I think I told you the story of when we had a seminarian with us for the summer, I'm embarrassed to say it was just this past summer, I wish I'm beyond this, but I'm not. So every day when I get in my car, this is part of my routine, I always make the sign of the cross, and I pray the guardian angel prayer. Now, I don't just do that in sort of like a cutesy, help me to get where I'm going sort of a way, but 
I know that I need help. Help from my guardian angel. Help from God on high to keep going. And frankly, I'm in and out of my car tons of times a day. So it's a good time. It's a good reminder. I do it every time I get in the car. We get a seminarian for the summer. And of course, they kind of tag along. They're like a shadow. They're right there with you all the time. We get in the car that first time, and what did I do? I didn't make the sign of the cross. I didn't pray the guardian angel prayer. What is wrong with me? I'm a priest for God's sake. Like I'm wearing the clerics. The kid is studying to be a priest. And yet there's something inside of me that's like, oh, better not be too religious. Why? What is wrong? You know, it's like I don't know why that happens. Thank goodness I kind of got over it after a couple of, I don't know how long it was. But it didn't take that long, I think. So we start doing it, it's fine. It was, you ask yourself the question, okay, fast forward to last Saturday morning. You know, I got to go up to Ann Arbor to lead the retreat, the discernment retreat with the sisters, and it doesn't really get going until Saturday afternoon. So on Saturday morning, there's many that are already there that have flown in, and the tradition is right after the morning mass that I get to have for the sisters, we kind of descend on Ann Arbor, breaking it up, because I think there are about 70 girls there already by this point, so you can't all go to one restaurant. So we break up into several cars, and we're driving out to go to different places. I was driving with a sister riding shotgun, three retreatants in the back. Guess what? I kind of made the sign of the cross really carefully. And sister goes, Father, we can pray with you. <laughs> Thank you, sister. I mean, for goodness sakes, what is wrong with me, right? But it's so easy, I think, to get into that when really... This is the heart of it all. I mean, we have hope. We don't know what's coming next. I can't tell you what's going to happen with the government. I don't know where we're going exactly, but I do know this. Christ is risen from the dead. That if is there and needs to be there in all of our lives. And we need to live our lives in such a way that shows that we know that that we're praying each and every day, that we're staying close to Him because ultimately, what else is there? That is our hope. We know where this story ends. The important thing for us is, is that we stay connected to Him. Now, you may not be the governor of New York, and we all need to pray for the governor of New York. What I would say is make sure that that fact of the resurrection is a part of everything that you do each and every day of your life. Pray. Spend time with Him. If you're watching tons of time in Netflix, like look at it and say, okay, I've got to spend at least 20% of this time on prayer. It will make you a whole lot happier, a whole lot more hopeful, a whole lot more fulfilled. I know it's a sacrifice, but it's so important that we do that. Because at the end of the day, we are called to be disciples of Christ on the bedrock of the knowledge that He is risen from the dead. And as long as we stay rooted in that today and every day and all of the little actions of our lives, blessed will we be. Praise be Jesus Christ. Amen.